What's up Ascent? It's Friday and I'm live at our worship night. Y'all, this is incredible. This is the first time that we're really getting together as a church to worship. we get to do it again. Now let's continue in our service. Hey guys, I cannot wait to share with you today. I got a question for you. Do you find yourself right now asleep? That life seems like it's just on hold? Or are you dreaming? Is God still moving? That's what we wanna talk about today. Quick history lesson, y'all. 2,600 years ago, the people of Israel were captured and exiled to a place called Babylon. They were captives. And they weren't just there for a few months or a year. No, they were there for 70 years. 70 years, y'all. They had to learn not only how to wait, but how to live. And that's what Jim's gonna talk to us about more today. But first, we wanna get our hearts ready to hear from God by singing this song. Shame, every fear, and 
God wants us to dream. He does not want us to just be asleep. I want to talk about that today with you. But first, I got to tell you about a, one of the craziest dreams I ever had. Uh, one night, uh, I'm laying in bed. I wake up. I look over. My wife, Karen, is sleeping peacefully next to me, except I see something. And at first, I, it's like kind of dark, you know, and I'm wondering what it is. And I I look closer and I go, oh my gosh, my wife has a praying mantis on her face while she's sleeping, you guys. You, you guys seen praying mantis before? Like they might, they might say the word praying, but these things are evil. I mean, look at the, you know, this is an evil critter sitting on her face while she's sleeping. Here's the thing, normally they're green. This is, this is a, a black praying mantis, a giant black praying mantis eating my wife's face. So I like go, what do I do? Right, I gotta save my wife. I gotta help. She's sleeping peacefully. This is not good. I'm afraid to touch it. So I look over to my bed and I do what any just rational person would do. I think I'm gonna take my lamp and smash the praying mantis on her face. So I get ready and I'm going over and fortunately you might say the lamp was plugged into the wall. So I couldn't quite get it to her and I was too lazy to unplug it. So I go, plan B, I reach in, I look, praying mantis, eating her, and I go, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, and finally I just go, bam! And I hit the praying mantis and I hit her face. And I'm going, <sighs> like the adrenaline's pumping around. <sighs> and Karen wakes up, what are you doing? <sighs> there, was a, there was a praying mantis on your face and it was black and it was eating you and I, <sighs> And I hit it and she reaches over and she turns on her lamp and we look around. There's no praying mantis. There's no, there's nothing going on here. She's like, looks at me and she just goes, what are you doing? You just hit me. 
dreams, you guys. There was no praying mantis. Dreams uh, can cause you to do really weird stuff. Dreams can drive you to action. Dreams can end up making you do something you would have never thought you would do before. And I'm not just talking about the stuff that happens while you're asleep. I'm talking about the dreams that we have when we're fully awake, the hope for the future, the dreams that we see about maybe what God has in store for us. Guys, we're going through everything we're going through, right? It's not just COVID, it is everything else in our world. I gotta admit, right now for many of us, me included, it feels like maybe dreams should just be on hold. Maybe right now, and maybe some of us have said these words, it's just not possible right now. My life right now is just on hold. You know, when this is over, then we'll start to dream again. And we start to kind of go into a little cocoon where the dreams kind of die and things get cold and we might find ourselves day after day actually feeling like we're asleep. And in the midst of that, in the midst of that reality, in the midst of the challenge, God's saying dream. God's saying hope. I think God's calling us today, each individually, but as a church too, to dream. Because guys, there's a future ahead. There's an incredible day ahead and the dream doesn't stop now. Aisha set it up beautifully for us, giving us kind of some of the history. We're not the first people to experience challenge. Arguably, you could say uh, the people in Israel had it way worse. 70 years in captivity, slaves in a foreign land. And yet, in the midst of all that, the challenge of it all, were they tempted to stop dreaming? Of course they were. They were ready to just shut down their life. But in the midst of that, there was a guy who spoke for God, a guy named Jeremiah, who said, dream again, and I want you to listen to these words. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay plant gardens and eat the food they produce, marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren, multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Did you hear those words? Did you hear what Jeremiah is saying? He's saying live, he's saying dream, he's saying hope, he's saying go, he's saying, yeah, it feels like we're stuck right now, but that's a false image. You think God has shut down the dreaming business during this time? And that means for you. I think God's calling us in the same way that Jeremiah was calling the people in Israel to dream and go. Guys, I think Jeremiah knew something. He knew that actually when we stop dreaming, we even stop being kind of the human beings that we were created to be. Um, I have a cat. Some of you guys who see me on Instagram have met my cat named Kentla. 
She is the queen of cats. Look at her. She is beautiful. Yes, she thinks she owns our house, just like all cats do, okay? You dog people right now are like, that's why I hate cats, right there. I get it. Now, here's the deal about Kent Love. We have some things um, in common, Kent Love and I. We're both hungry, both like to, you know, be active. But we have a lot more that's not in common, believe it or not, between me and my cat. You know, first of all, way more hair than I do. I am not jealous a bit by that. But here's the main difference between me and my cat, Kentla. She can't dream. She's not waking up this morning thinking about, you know, gosh, I could really become a better cat today. I could love um, uh, the people in my house better today. I, maybe God could build a new future for me, a better future out there for me as a cat. Uh, you know, I'm going to love my enemies, these mice that are coming in the basement. Like, I'm going to learn how to bless them. Like, Kentla's not thinking about that. She does not dream. She does not hope. Why? Because that is part of what it means to be made in the image of God. Human beings are made in the image of God. And at its core, that means we dream, we hope. We partner with God on the person that we are becoming. To stop doing that means we are becoming more inhuman. Guys, I know. I know we're in a tough time. Some of you have really felt the sting of all this. You've felt isolated, right? You felt maybe on your own. Maybe some of you have been just hammered economically at work, or there's just there's something about this that keeps you awake at night because it's nipped away at the security that you've had before. Maybe some of you are in a situation where you're angry, right? You were getting ready to go off to college and this was gonna be your freshman year and you've dreamt about what this is like and that's gone. Or you're a parent and you've got an incoming kindergartner and you're going, for God's sake, this is not what his first or her first year of school was supposed to look like. Guys, I don't want to minimize the challenge. Jeremiah did not minimize the challenge of the people in Israel that were dragged off to Babylon. And yet, in the midst of the challenge, he keeps calling dream. Guys, have you slipped into a cocoon? Have you become negative? Has your hope given out? Dream again. Start dreaming again. I want you to actually listen to this song. Uh, it's by this married couple. I think it's absolutely a beautiful call to us dream to dream again. again. For I know the plans I have for you. It's the Satisfied 
Good morning, Ascent. It's time to start dreaming again. We want to thank you for joining us for our online service today. And we know our community is continuing to grow. So if you are new to Ascent, welcome. We want to connect with you. Make sure you take a moment to fill out our Connect card online. And when you do that, you will get a Starbucks gift card. One of our core values at Ascent is to be generous. And we've been able to live that out so much in this season. So we wanna say thank you for your continued generosity. Thank you for giving. Thank you for sowing and helping us to live out our vision. All right, now I need y'all to write down the date October 4th. Grab a post-it note, write it in your phone, write it on your calendar, because on October 4th, we are gonna be doing a special series. And for that series, we want everyone to be in a core group. Yeah, you heard me right. Every single person in a core group. We believe that God works in powerful ways when we are in community. And we want you right now to start praying for what it looks like for you to join a core group. Pray for someone that you know in your life that goes to Ascent that you think would be a great core group leader. Lastly, we wanna take a moment to pray about what happened to Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. God, your word says when one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. So we take a moment to lament. God, we wanna pray 
for Jacob Blake and his family. We pray for healing. We pray for recovery. Um, we pray for strength, Lord God. We pray that you would be with them um, and give them a strength that can only come from you. God, today we're talking about dreaming again. And Father, we dream of racial reconciliation. We dream of living in a just world. We dream of seeing justice happen. So God, I just pray that you continue to break our hearts for what breaks yours. Help us to be your ambassadors here on earth. Speak to us today through these words. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's be honest. Sometimes you come to church or you watch something like this and you hear people say, dream again. And you go, great, that gives me absolutely nothing to go on. <laughs> like, how do, I, how do I do it? Or you hear people say like, yeah, just, um, you know, uh, connect with your relationship to Jesus. And then there's absolutely no explanation. And so we end up going through our whole church lives and spiritual lives, wondering and thinking that everybody else must know, uh, but no one's ever giving us any kind of practical thoughts. I wanna get really practical with you for a moment. When we talk about dreaming again, hearing from God, hearing from God about a future, it's one thing to say dream, it's another thing like, how? How do, how do I do it? Because I wanna ask you a question right now. During this time, during COVID, are you connecting to God? Not through me, not through Bill, not through Maurice Aisha, not through your Bible study leader, not through a friend, not through a parent, not through anybody else in your life. Are you connecting to God? Because I, I wanna get practical about that because if we don't have a relationship, a friendship, communication with God, how do we know that the dreams that we're getting aren't just given to us by some other source? We don't want that. We wanna hear from our Lord. We wanna walk where he wants us to walk. I'm gonna get real practical for a moment. A couple weeks ago, I really appreciated uh, Chris Sturgeon on our staff, gave a sermon, talking about just some of the ways practically he connects to God. I wanna show you one thing I do. And this, this actually for me is as, um, critical as anything I do during my day, breathing included. I wake up in the morning, I try to get up before the rest of my house, I go downstairs, I put coffee on, okay? I'm a new coffee drinker and I've discovered that this is very important. So I get coffee going, I get my mug, I go sit down and I grab a journal. Okay? For, for those of you that maybe have never um, thought about how do I connect with God or practically taken that step to do it or felt like it wasn't for you, would you try this? Go buy a moleskin journal. And here's the other thing, go buy a awesome pen. And I mean it, go big on the pen. Get a really expensive pen. You want to like, as you write, just be like, oh, you know, like with the pen. It's, it's, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who have a really good pen, get a great pen, get a journal. Say to God, Lord, would your spirit speak to me right now? Start your day, even if it's five minutes. 
Start your day with a journal and a pen. Write Lord or Father or Daddy or whatever it is that you want to address God with and say, God, would you speak to me today? And just start writing. Start, give it to him. Tell him everything on your mind. One thing I do with that is I'll start writing and I'm just telling God every little detail of things that I need to talk about and get out to him. And then something will come to my mind. And I'll stop and I'll pause and I'll think about it. And maybe I'll start writing again. Or maybe it reminds me of something and I've got my Bible right there. I put my Bible right next to my journal. And I have this big old large print Bible, not because I'm like Bill and my eyesight's going away, but because I need a big print Bible because I like to write little things in the, in the columns. And so I've got my big Bible, I've got my journal, and I just, I'll, I'll, God will put something in my mind, I'll start reading. If you never read the Bible before, start in Luke. Let's just, let's just take the mystery away. Go to the book of Luke, open it up, have your journal right there, read a little bit in Luke. You're not reading for information. This isn't school. You're reading to hear. You're reading to listen. You're reading to say, God, would you give me a future, a dream? Where are you leading me? What do you want from me? That's the way you're reading the scripture. And I'll read something, then I'll go back to my journal and I'll write something. Maybe I've got a book I'm reading right now. I'm reading uh, this book. Uh, by Ruth Haley Barton called Sacred Rhythms. And I, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll read that some then too. And she mentions something in the Bible and so I'll go find it and then I'll read it and then I'll go back to my journal. And I start to have this time with God where it's interactive and I'm hearing and I'm writing and I'm speaking. And guys, the, I can't tell you how critically important it is for every single human life to be in contact directly with God ourselves. I, I read something recently. I want to tell you about, um, gosh, this killed me. Uh, this next generation, like the youngest generation right now, it's come through Gen Z, uh, real creative name. Uh, they are um, probably the most studied generation ever, right? What, what, the, what is it about them? Why, are, why would they walk away from the faith? I don't think they've been studied. You know, nobody's been studied more than these guys. Well, they find out some things about this younger generation. Like, yeah, some of them leave the faith because they have um, you know, intellectual reasons. Some uh, people leave the faith because uh, they think churches are hypocrites. Some, uh, but, but here's the number one reason. You know, the number one reason why they're saying now is the latest research on why young people leave faith. They don't think faith matters. They don't think it matters. They don't see how faith in Jesus actually impacts their everyday. Guys, what if they were met with a group of adults who actually were in a relationship with God, who were talking to God, who were hearing from God, who were being transformed into a different kind of person by God. I have to believe that part of the problem is, is they're not experiencing that. They're not seeing that. They're not seeing us as adults actually being transformed by Jesus. And therefore, of course, they would conclude this doesn't matter. I wanna invite you today into intimacy with Jesus, because it has to be you and God during this time, struggling it out, discovering what it is for you. This journal thing may not be you at all. Fine, go sit on a rock 
right? Five minutes. Guys, you're at work this week. Leave. Go on a walk for 15 minutes. Have a conversation with God. Find what works for you. Because if you don't, you will dream. But I am afraid it may be someone else's dream. That you, it, may, it may be a false dream and you end up doing something like I did at night where it's like, Karen's looking at me going, what was that? Because we got to know the dream that we're following is the voice of the shepherd, is the voice of Jesus and not somebody else's voice. And that comes through practice and walking with him. You know, Jeremiah actually gave a warning about this, a warning saying, you're going to dream, you're going to see a future. The question is, whose voice are you listening to? Listen to what he says uh, as part of this continuing story as Jeremiah is talking to these exiles. He says this, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Wow, that's a little scary, right? There, there are wolves in sheep clothing out there that will try to convince us on a dream, try to sell us on a dream that actually isn't from God. Guys, this is what I'm saying. You've got to connect with God yourself. Human beings have always wanted like an intermediary. Human beings have always wanted like, here's me, here's God. I want somebody in between. You notice that? Like starting the Old Testament, we want a priest who can talk to God for us so that we don't have to. And the priest can just talk to God and then tell us. Or we don't want God as our king. We actually want this guy Saul as our king, right? You see this stuff in the Bible constantly. Humans want somebody in between them and God. Is that you? Are you following somebody else's dream? Are you following, you know, the dream you hear at church? The dream you hear from your parents? The dream that you might hear from a friend, even if you trust them, are you sure that that dream is the one that God is speaking to you about? And I'm not saying that in community isn't important. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that left without the anchor of a connection between you and God with no intermediary, you and God, you can get tossed and pulled and thrown overboard and off on some other life that you shouldn't be living. Guys, we wanna connect ourselves to Jesus. You know, this whole thing where we haven't been able to meet now for months and months, and this is gonna go on for a while. You know, let's be honest. Maybe that's okay. What if it causes each one of us to stop and go, who am I depending on for my faith when I should be connecting straight to God myself. Because if, if this whole thing causes you, causes me to ask that question and act on it, God can do amazing things even in the midst of the greatest challenges. And maybe that's what he does for us. I wanna end, and, and my time's up, but I wanna end by having Aisha share another verse with you. This is how this little passage in Jeremiah concludes. Dream again. Make sure you're listening to the shepherd's voice, to God's voice, 
And when we do, listen to these great words. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Let there be light. Open the eyes of the blind. Purify our hearts in your fire.
us down We shouted out We're alive Cause you're alive And what a love we found Death can't hold us down We shouted out is stronger your love awakens 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 me your love is greater your love is stronger Family, there's two things that we hope you took away from today. One, God wants us to dream again, and God wants us to connect with Him individually. We love you, and we'll see you next week.